0: She wanted hot chips and sauce. More sauce! sauce, She said, and I said, now you're talking. And she took me home to meet her mother. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. And this is the podcast in which, the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J, Hottest 100. My name is David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me, uh, once again, Mr. Nathan Harrison. Hello. Mr. Andrew McDonald. Hello. And Mr. Adam Buncher. Hello. Oh, boy. Oh, (laughs) we are some fried children right now. It is hot as fuck. But we Mm. are powering through in the FBI studios just to bring you that sweet... Fucking hashtag content, fam. <laughs> so you better fucking appreciate this
1: shit. Yeah, that you're so thirsty for. <laughs> oh. In the vernacular of 2017. <laughs> put on my
2: youth hat and say, don't get salty, kids.
1: 20 <laughs> don't more get salty, hashtag- fam. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <Dad. laughs> I, well, I don't want, but if someone were to die of dehydration, then everyone could start to like stop appropriating thirsty culture. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That'd be very good. Stop yeah. Appropriating uh,
1: thirsty. thirsty.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, shit. Don't
1: say thirsty if you're not dehydrating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless it's in the summertime and you are thirsty merc. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thirsty Merc culture.
0: Make me back! Oh, we never get to talk about Thirsty Merc. What a fucking... Do we
3: actually sh- never get to talk about Thirsty Merc? No, of course Murk? not. Do they never make it in? Thank no.
0: Heck. Wow. <laughs> I'm amazed that you thought they would.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? Hey, you
2: can pick it as your, as your remix. Your, your vote. Holy your vote night, yeah. yeah, you really
0: can. How long do you Coming have to Coming for wait? you, 2004. All right. Oh, oh, you better watch out. See you in eight seasons. Woo, <laughs> baby. Way fifth of ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> Stop misappropriating <laughs> fucking <laughs> lisp culture, fam. <laughs> I'm very sorry to Natalie Bathingthwaite and Ray Thithelthwaite My apologies to the extended <laughs> Bathingthwaite community. <laughs> At number 80, we're back with UMI from the classic hourly daily. This is Soldiers.
4: We're on the corner every morning just to see who gets across. The Civic Fathers divide us up into cats and dogs.
0: And once again at number 80 in the 1996 Hottest 100 with the song called Soldiers. I am about to wake up Adam Buncher just to check if he's alive. You out there, fam? Yeah, man, I'm good. Is there anyone out there? Yeah, I'm here. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm alive and uh, everything is good. And All right. You like this song, right? Of course, yes! man. I, yes. I, it's one
3: of the most frequently said things on this podcast. Is But it's like, man, feels good to have you, am I? In this episode. We've the, said yeah. it a lot, but every time they pop up, it always feels good that Tim has come around and shared something with us. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for popping around. On you, Timbo. You're a sport. What an amazing song. Like, continuing from basically where we picked up on uh, with Good Morning, I think a lot yeah. of the groundwork for what's going on in this song is laid there because it's all so linked into what hourly daily is. Like, every song kind of embodies what that album is about. That speaks wonderfully for the album. Mm-hmm. Again, you've got this suburbia being brought out here and I love the quote that uh, Tim Rogers was talking about when he was writing this saying that at this time he was almost totally concerned with writing about other people and crafting intricate character sketches in the Beatles' Ray Davies tradition. Mm. How I could not have drawn the link back to like Penny Lane mm-hmm. prior to this, but it totally is that. Well,
2: they're digging up the road.
3: And widening it just so. I love that line so much. Yeah. Well. I love it so <laughs> much as hole. well. It just And it captures so much about what's going on in this song which is just like... The pointlessness, the frustration, the mundanity, just being caught in... The one know, that gets the...
0: me is, let's stay together till the kids die. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. obviously Locked the feels you yeah. want. But the widening the so road suburban. one is just kind
3: of like... It's just the, it's the bureaucracy inherent in suburbia and in the everyday and the people busying themselves just to busy themselves. And what I love of musically that's going on in this song that kind of relates to that is that there's frustration, but it's, it's kind of hidden behind this veneer of really boppy horns mm-hmm. and really bright, upbeat guitars. The horn- it's kind yes. of like, cool, Tim, you're a genius. You somehow managed to embody the very persona musically that you're talking about in this song the public veneer the keeping a lid on the frustration and just smiling through it the song is smiling through it it's super cool so horns put in major work i think uh, what, last time we talked about good morning i was talking about how we've just seen you and my step it up and just d- deliver something brighter m- uh, more intelligent more sophisticated yeah. like that is evident in this song even more so than good morning what a tune
1: it's so obvious that like when when he's like writing in the tradition of the Beatles and like Ray Davies and the Kinks and stuff. This album, obviously, we've said this so many times, but this song, ex- particularly, I think, really exemplifies that way in which if you want to channel, because so many people like wax lyrical about how they don't make them like this anymore about like sixties and seventies rock, mm. which obviously is a moronic statement to make but like if you do want to channel bands like the who and the kinks and the pretty things this is exactly how you have to do it there's so much of that like that craft of songwriting that like none of the hooks are egregiously poppy but none of them know that they're not pop hooks as well it's all just it works so fantastically the horns just lure you in the swagger of tim is undeniably on fucking full force here Mm -hmm. like I want to have a beer with this song. This is, this is, yeah. this is oh, I want this song to exist as a person and we can just like share our reshes together. You this, know is, this is a world class pop rock songwriting. Nice
0: reference. I just think as well. Like just like a, a beer, you... a fucking Yeah, fashion. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Man knows his shit. <laughs> or a KB tooth lager. Timbo
0: Tim, Tim, Tim would appreciate that. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> if you did ever be with it Like you wouldn't Necessarily have the best time I think conversation Get a bit deep Maybe a bit tro- But you get to the bottom Of some stuff Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: The first time I heard um, Allie Daly When we the- got to this song I remember just yeah. Standing out Really vividly to me This is one of my Absolute favorite UMI songs Oh I
0: mean, nice this is, this is, Totally This is a
1: spectacular song It's just a oh, perfect God,
0: Concoction of the things That I love about UMI it's Like check that Fucking guitar tone When yeah. the song kicks in Like the Those very calculated Like strums That Tim's doing And then the fucking beautiful, like, flourishes of, like, acoustic guitar to go along with that. Uh. Uh, Andy Kent's harmonies, obviously, always on point. And then you've got fucking Rusty Hopkinson coming in, just firing off on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Even when it's not like a big bam, 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 like a big rock song, like, he still manages to get in, like, really good fills and, like... Yeah. Like, yeah. where he goes yeah. between the snare and the, the, the rack tom, uh, while keeping bi- keeping time on the ride in the chorus. The oh. He just has all these ways to keep the song, like, momentum going, regardless of whether it's like uh like a big fast song or it's like a kind of more mid-tempo kind of song like he's just one of those really great drummers slash percussionists that knows like when to step in and when to step out that's why he's one of my favorite drummers but yeah it's just a perfect mix of the things that i love about you and i and the things i love about Ali daily top grades all round very very glad that this made it in and this is like recognised as one of the favourite tracks off of this record for most people again with that perfect lyrical deconstruction by tim rogers you know again furthering the story but also hmm. working as its own separate entity That's, you know what yep. i mean Yep. So, yeah.
3: Not everyone can do that. No, Not everyone can do no, that. No, that's so true. So often, like, concept albums or albums with a concept even, like, because concept albums, I don't know, you just wade into the territory of prog rock. Then <laughs> yeah, and well, it, that's more the, let's let's wade spe- out. It's, <laughs> it speaks Whoa. so wonderfully for
1: his respect of, like, albums like SF Sorrow and, like, Lola versus, like, By the Kinks and pretty mm. things. Sure, that, that we, yeah. That kind of idea of the songs can't just be segue- pieces it's not like in overblown concept albums by like your rushes and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. they do feel like segue pieces no no, no yeah. part of this song or this album feels like a segue because
2: it's in my experience at least it doesn't get talked about as a concept album because it's just an album mm. that tells a really good story yeah and there's a difference in songwriting craft i think when it comes to that like yeah, between right. that and like tommy which yeah is yeah exactly yeah. i also get such a big Post war British home front vibe from the song. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like, that's just yeah, such yeah. A, like, well,
0: that kind of relates back to the, the, the theme. The, the, the
2: kinks and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and everything about the civic fathers and the sergeant yep. major and all that yep. stuff. And it's just about smiling through Stiff it all. Stiff upper like, lip that's and what all you that. Do. Yeah, you know, Telly-ho. Prince of Wales tea and everything. Our like brave
3: boys on the front. 100%.
2: Yeah. That's it. There's such beautiful depth in that. It suggests so much in terms of generations and, mm. like, you know, for a rock band writing music for young people, you know, like that's yeah. beautiful. But also there's a really strong. Class consciousness in the song, which is yeah. really lovely as well. True. And you get a lot of that through many Tim Rogers songs and, and UMS, UMI songs, like and it's about that suburban life and everything that comes with that. And it's, yeah, it's like class conscious without being overly political or anything like that, but it's there, and I think it really drives the song, and it's just yeah. such a wonderful song.
0: Yeah, fucking A.
3: Fucking A. Yeah.
0: Fucking A.
3: And the other side of it is because I always say at the beginning it's nice to have... UMI back again, but I always end up closing by talking about how basically I've discovered UMI from this podcast and from talking about them as they popped up over the last couple of countdowns. I, yeah. I'm
2: I'm very happy
1: for that. Oh, yeah, me right. too. I'm very happy. <laughs> but even, even I've
2: I've been revisiting S- this album the last yeah. month, just put it on every now and then because we're talking about these songs because it's just wonderful. Yeah, I did this oh, album. So good. Uh,
1: I did I did the, the classic one too, where you did yeah. this and then and then HiFi
3: after it. Yeah. And it's just fucking delightful. It's been one of the best things about about doing this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moment over. At number seventy nine, this is the Whitlams with "I Make Hamburgers."
3: My first customer was Megan. She came in for a hamburger with a lot. No. Hey, that's a salad roll. I said, and we started going out. My second customer was Susan. She came in for Diet Pepsi, morning tea each day, and I said, You don't need to be on a diet. You wanna come out tonight? I said, I'll bring Gringo. He's got a lot of money, and he'll take us to the bars where they got a few.
4: We land them on
3: the top and it don't taste too bad. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Oh, 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 oh. My third customer was Maria. She came in for hot chips and sauce. She done. said, I said, now you're talking. And she took me home to meet her mother
0: at number 79 are uh, making their debut in the history of the Triple J Hottest 100 with a little song called I Make Hamburgers. The next customer was Nathan Harrison. What did he want? I want to be
2: able to talk about the Whitlam's in a calm and reasonable way. But well, I, let, let's see if
0: we can do that.
2: I probably let, can't. All
0: right. Well, well, I guess, you know, considering this <laughs> is the very first time we're talking about them, uh, let's lay our cards on the table.
2: I love the Whitlam's a lot. Yes. I went through a big Whitlam's thing in mm-hmm. uni. I've seen them many times in all of the iterations, Tim by himself, band and band with orchestra. Uh, orchestra. I have so much love and time for the Whitlam's. I think they're just a beautiful mm. band. Tim's songwriting is such a like eternally wonderful blend of cynicism and wry wit and charm and pathos and I think the way the band has moved through its life is is fascinating and, in many ways, horrible. Yeah, um, There's been so much yeah. tragedy in the band, but they've also turned that into some absolutely beautiful moments of music.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%.
2: I love the Whitlams. You?
0: Yeah, also a massive fan. Been one of my favourite bands since I was about eight or nine years old, and I I heard them for the very first time. Um, So, like, uh, I wasn't really paying attention, like, when they first, like, broke out, but, like, I discovered No Afrodisiac on 100% Hits, Best of 98 CD2. That's something. It's
2: got to be, like, one of the rare crossovers between the Hottest 100 and 100% Hits.
0: I've also seen Tim Friedman, and I've seen the Whitlam's uh, in their normal band mode, and I've also seen them with the Sydney Symphony Orchestra. And all of them were just wonderful. I don't want to do that backhand of compliments. Like that. I forget how good they are. Because it's just like, they're not forgettable. But like, mm. you don't always fucking listen to them. Because yeah. they haven't, A, they haven't put out an album in 10 years. <laughs> they just do their annual tour. Like, they just go around and play all the hits and then they fuck off for another <laughs> six months or whatever, you know? But there's
3: totally a kind of band, and the Wittemans seem to be that band for you guys, where, like, you love it, but you just never think to put it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somet- like I sometimes, I think
0: it- sometimes I'll just get one of those pregnant cravings. Like, the other day, like, it wasn't even for a hit. I wanted to listen to Life's a Beach, which is, like, an mm. album cut from Eternal Nightcap, yep. which is celebrating its 20th birthday this year. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's sometimes they just have certain songs that just really, really stick with you. I hadn't listened to them a while and then I think at the start
2: of January I put Eternal Nightcap on for the first time in a while. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's still
0: a perfect record.
2: Thankfully, we get to talk about the Whitlams an awful lot because they are mainstays of The Hottest 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like they've got like a dozen songs in at least.
2: So this song is just super fun. Like Mm. it's silly and sleazy. I think it covers a lot of similar ground to the Barry Adamson that we talked about not that long ago. (laughs)
3: I think he's he's actually like
2: successfully uh, yeah 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 and, well, and, and he seems to be a lot a lot better socially yeah. you know <laughs> than <Jarl. laughs> Yeah, than Javi although come on Tim
3: although <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do question the reliability of the narrator in this song. I think you should. Yeah. I absolutely
2: think you should. But yeah, it's like, it's so fun. Like the, all of it. I love the kind of squeaky
0: mattress sound at the end oh of Oh my God, row. that's like, my it's favorite like... fucking bit. Because <laughs> so it... I never recognized it like when I was listening to the CD as a kid. Of course, like, like, yeah, I, thought, no I thought it was like a vibrational, like, like a yeah, bit of yeah. percussion or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's cool. I wonder what that is. And then later on, I'm just like, they're oh, fucking! Oh. fucking this oh entire time! Oh <laughs> my! I can't believe they were fucking and I didn't know. I'm 12 and what is this?
2: Uh, it's great. And it's and the best. The chorus is is big and huge and fun and when the band fully kicks in it's it's awesome mm. and yeah, like I mean, this isn't my favorite Whitlam song, not by a long way. It's just very fun, and yeah. that's that's kind of all it's aiming for, and that's enough for me. But yeah, I think this is great, as fun as it is, and it's fun throughout. I also
1: think it's it speaks to Friedman's ability as a songwriter that like I can see the burger bar that he's talking about. Yeah, I've yes. I've been in that burger it's bar. It's
3: Dean's on. It's a fucking Dean's. To be, to be I accurate, it, love is, Dean's it
0: diner. is Dean's
1: diner. Well, shout I am one hundred percent featuring <laughs> Dean's diner.
0: One of the <laughs> fucking mainstays. I will fucking-
1: probably. I will probably we get Dean's this afternoon to be honest <laughs> oh my
0: god we should go get Dean's let's after this Deans let's go can this. we Deans. please are we all free after this can we yes. fucking yes. go get Dean's because yes. that is, you come amazing. as well dear listener oh, yeah. Yeah. come along with us let's that actually reminds listener. me of that fucking amazing meme of um like uh, how how I feel listening to podcasts and the picture is you know those stock photos on um like Breakout, where you get like ice cream um, mm. it, like at uh, convenience stores and stuff yeah. like that you know where they have everything set out and on the side of it they've got like three friends that are eating ice cream and like laughing with one another and there's a person sitting (laughs) next to that box with an ice cream cream. like laughing with them (laughs) (laughs) listening to podcasts be like that though
1: (laughs) but you're so right i know exactly the smell of that place it's Mm. partly it is a privilege of being in sydney and this continues on from the previous track as well. That suburban tone is so yeah so, yeah 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 like yeah. You, you know that and like yeah you do like as, like this is obviously like it's not Friedman at his peak songwriting abilities. He will evolve and become a far more beautiful and touching and and, mm. and more fun as well. Oh, he well. knows yeah. it's
0: a throwaway song yeah, yeah. too, but that's, like he, he still plays it. And yeah.
1: it's so much fun. I hadn't heard this song before. I'm oh, not really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm not a massive Whitlam's fan or knowledge this based. is
2: off the album before Eternal Nightcap that, that's um, unsurprising to yeah, me. yeah yeah um,
0: undeniably though. undeniably yes yeah.
2: uh, right. so tragically uh, the day that this countdown came out um, Australia Day Australia Day 1996 no no of course was the day that the guitarist uh, Stevie Plunder was found uh, at the base of a cliff um, really? Yeah. He,
0: uh, Which he committed is suicide by jumping off Wentworth Falls. Yeah.
2: Oh, really?
1: And yeah, we will so talk th- about it, but that yeah. then spurs on the next phase Willem of were the were
0: originally a trio. So it was Tim Friedman singing and playing piano, Stevie Plunder on vocals and guitar. And Andy on bass. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Yeah. What's well, really- again, he's not Andy, here Andy, either. Probably Andy um, Lee. <laughs> anyway,
2: there's a lot more narrative to, in a way, come out of this song that we will get to talk about uh, yeah. a lot next season. Right, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that is really tragic. I didn't yeah. know, know that. What's yeah. also
3: crazy is that they met on um, on Australia Day as well. I didn't know on, that. Yeah, Stevie Plunder and Tim Friedman, uh, while they were seeing Nirvana at the big day out. You couldn't even write that. Yeah, it's heavy. that's fucking heavy. Yeah, it's, it's super, but
1: like super obviously none of that is in this song. No, um, no, and this totally is, not. This is a very fun song that I didn't think the Whitlams did, and it's very good to have it here.
3: And for that reason, I think it's incredibly valuable, especially when you retrospectively look at it, knowing what the Whitlams do later Become. on. it's an odd cut. Like, yeah, it's but a, th-
1: that's something I really have enjoyed doing with this podcast is finding yeah, these yeah. songs that of bands that then grow into greater acts because I, yeah. I, I love doing that with bands that I know and in this case bands that I know less intimately than like my favourite artists yeah. and I go I'm like oh, oh you were really gonna you were really gonna find your feet in a couple of years and it's really delightful seeing you about the territory, and yeah, mm. this is one of those Big tracks, time. and it's
3: really good. Yeah, I had yeah, to look yeah. up how old Tim Friedman was when he when he wrote this song because I was wondering like he's oh, perpe- pe- been like twenty. He, no, he's no. perpetually forty one. he's <laughs> <laughs> Always been forty
1: one. He was born forty <laughs> one, and one day 41, he will die yeah. forty
3: one. <laughs> I like that a lot more, but in, <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, he was thirty four. Yeah, yeah.
0: Adam, like that we've we've think. kind of laid our cards mm. on the table. Ari the Whitlams, like uh have yeah. Have you ever like bought a Whitlams record or seen them live or anything? I have seen.
3: I've seen him live. I saw him live. He played in Nara actually, when I was growing up. Oh, yeah, at the, in entertainment, center. He played at the entertainment, entertainment center. center. And I saw him at the entertainment center. Oh, I'm the one who hasn't seen any
1: Whitlam's iterations live. <gasps> oh. uh, we gonna, can uh, fix that any uh, year. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> owned here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But, Has anyone um, seen Tim Friedman in, in Newtown? Yes, often. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. L- last you time
2: f- I saw him, I was going out to play Pokemon Go.
0: <laughs> and I was
2: like, oh, hey, man, I just wanted to say hi. And, you know, I'm a big fan of whatever. And he's like, oh, cool. Such a nice day. Hey, I'm just going to go sit in a cafe and read a book. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to do the same too.
5: <sighs> <sighs>
2: Tim, don't listen Gotta
3: to that make part. it up quickly.
0: <laughs> There's Pokemon <laughs> yeah. on the second floor. He'll be at Dean's after. We'll just catch up with him then.
3: Um, No, I had a friend uh, who I lived with during uni who was Mm -hmm. a big, big Whitlam's fan, Benny James. Um, was the name he recorded under? Yeah, he was a musician, um, very, very. He's still alive. By... He just doesn't make music anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He's a full-time normie, so like you know, <laughs> he's a, he's a very,
3: he's a very good teacher who lives <laughs> off in uh, rural New South Wales, teaching the kids, doing good work. <laughs> on you, mate. Um, and he's getting married later this year, and I'm going to his wedding, and it'll be awesome. Oh. Um, There'll be some Wiltons at wedding, eh? I oh, hope there okay. sure. yeah, probably <laughs> will be. Tim, Tim, forever will be there. Don't worry, guys. I bought the burgers. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I've heard you know Whitlam's here and there and yeah, developed, yeah, yeah. you know, obviously I like the Whitlam's, but it's just sure. not the kind of thing where I have an extensive knowledge of their discography just yet. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. you know, they are self-evidently a very, very important, lovable Australian band. I don't know who's going to argue with that. I'm not really interested. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this song, like, I completely agree with everything that's been said. I think it's wonderful. I think the storytelling is totally there. I think, like, the story of heaps attractive guy somehow pulling heaps of girls at a burger bar is just super fun. Yeah. Like, if, if it was written by, like, someone who was 19, who worked in a bar- burger bar, it'd be a bit on the nose, but Tim kind of, like, retrospectively... But even in the song, he charms his way through it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's there's, right. There's
2: a wink the whole way through this song. Yeah, that... he doesn't know
3: what coronas are.
2: You're... You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: He has to bring his friend to pay for the <laughs> date. Like, it's so cool. Like, you're in on the joke with him, I think, yeah. in the song. Yeah, definitely. Big time. I don't know what gringos goes It's like, what does he get out of the hole? When I was growing up, I thought it was Ringo. I was like, oh my god,
0: is he friends with Ringo Starr?
1: Because all the bands you like are friends.
0: (laughs) He's got a lot of money. He does have a lot of
3: money. money. Do you have another date, Tim?
0: Would you like some more LSD? (laughs) I suppose you want me to come.
3: We're going to that place and getting Corona. That place It's got a view. Pretty nice, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Shouts to Ringo. Ah, what more does there to say? No, that's good. We like I said, we get to talk about the Whitlams so much. More sauce. Um, That's
2: all. More sauce! More sauce. Make you both Whitlams playlists if you want. Well,
0: just like Yeah, we can do that. Good man. Good man. Good man. Ooh, baby! At number 78, this is OMC. How bizarre!
4: A bellets in the back, sweet singers in the front Cruising down the freeway in the hot, hot sun Suddenly red blue lights, flash eyes from behind Loud voice booming, please step out onto the line Bellet bridge words of comfort, singer just hides our eyes Policeman taps the shades, and sells a Chevy 69 How bizarre How bizarre, how bizarre I'm and knowing and we're pulling for some gas Officially paste the poster reveals a smile from the back Elephants and acrobats, snakes, monkey, Village beats righteous, sister Cena says funky, how bizarre How bizarre, how bizarre, how bizarre. Ooh,
0: 1996 Artist 100 That was OMC With How Bizarre If it sounds like I don't know how to talk It's because (laughs) I'm trying to do The guy from OMC Which is Fucking weird It kind of sounds like David Byrne sometimes And it's Fucking weird David
3: Byrne If he had no idea
0: (laughs) How the song became Literally How did I get here (laughs) How did I
3: get here Uh, This is not my Beautiful country
0: Oh shit
3: (laughs) 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 I had no idea They were from New Zealand Mm -hmm. How did you you not know They
0: were from New Zealand if you fucking Looked at them
3: No (laughs) I think I'd forgotten
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like fucking Big fucking Maori bros Yeah right
3: I know that
2: now. Yeah. OMC stands for Atara Millionaires Club. Atara is a very poor suburb in Auckland. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a just, joke. Yeah.
2: Yep. I think that's a good origin for your band
1: name. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's, it's great. It's yeah, a yeah. sick name. Yeah, yeah. Obviously everybody knows this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> It's like, not
0: even it's that song moment. <laughs> yeah, it's say, just like Yeah, it's uh, Billy had to listen to it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. It's, like, but chose to, still Yeah, But,
0: but also,
3: you like kind of the, did like, Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I've never actively I've never, critically I've never engaged actively this to this song This is
0: like one of like five so- songs from New Zealand That is like, known globally yeah. It's like this, Sway by Bic Ronga. Uh, yep, um,
4: royals. S-
0: uh, royals Royals it will never be royals. royals Swing by Savage Stop
4: all back, up now
0: Thanks, Knocked Up <laughs> uh, And <laughs> What about Dave Dobbin? She's slice, slice of Heaven
3: Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Slice of Heaven
4: yeah, There we go, there
0: we go. <laughs> But like All of those other songs Makes perfect sense Why they were hits How the fuck Was this song a hit? Like like, oh, I get they, it h- You get to the hook And it's like Makes sense But everything else Surrounding the song Is <laughs> Man um,
1: that, that'll get you through though Even in terms of like A listen to this song The the hooky chorus Gets you through The weird verses <laughs> And I think that's why It's successful Like mm. I'm both successful In terms of It's like chart And I'll go so far As a very good song
3: Oh really Yeah
1: I think I, I, I don't know The nostalgic goggles
2: Are pretty thick I mean it's a weird pop song But it's good Yeah like It's <laughs> good. Um. <laughs> I, I had no idea until until looking. I've never looked this closely at this song. I think very few people have. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had no idea what the song, the story of the song entails. It's not very
3: good. It's a it's bit not, weird. It, yeah. Okay, we'll take us. They're, they're, so they're driving. They're driving. They're driving. They're driving yeah, they yeah. get
2: pulled over. Turns out the cop just wants to remark that their car is very nice. Yep, that's all. That's the first bizarre thing to would happen to them. Would you say that's that that bizarre?
3: Day. I don't know. That's kind of bizarre. That would be
2: heaps bizarre. You're yeah, no, that'd be pretty weird. That? Getting <laughs> pulled over Like on the highway okay. and then yeah. the cop's just like, let's be honest. Is that, a, is right. that a Ford Focus 98?
3: Because <laughs> and now. like, yeah. He's like, oh, Because now the question. Is that a
2: Holden
1: highlight?
3: Is that a Toyota highlight? Is that a Holden Top Thrill Dragster? Top Thrill Dragster? Now what we're playing here is essentially is how it's, how, how
2: bizarre it's got, to, it's got es- is, yeah it's got to escalate surely so all right take so story. then they they go to get some petrol for their car so far straightforward yeah yeah not and bizarre. they see at the petrol station a sign a poster not for bizarre. a circus that is nearby that's the next bizarre thing
3: I wouldn't <laughs> say that's super bizarre <laughs> it's, it's not the
2: most bizarre thing no, in the world no
3: I think the cop thing is definitely more bizarre than yeah. that. Yeah. then yeah. they go to the
2: circus all the animals have left but a while ago it sounded like. <laughs> Um, and, but there, and there are, like, news media on the scene covering this. Yeah,
1: that's bizarre. And then they leave.
2: If, if, if you were to
1: a circus and like, you got there and there was news reports being, like, turns out that 25 elephants have escaped. Yeah, yeah. That is bizarre. It's pretty bizarre. Yeah. There's it's w- the most bizarre thing of the day, like, elephant escape.
3: Yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen every day. No, it's, so,
1: it's, it certainly never happened in my like, life.
2: What, what a weird thing to write a song about. It's pretty
1: bizarre. D- dare you say. <laughs> 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 the Wait, for, it's just the, asking the, me the, to say it. The famous fourth bizarre <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is exactly like how... I'll, Alanis Morris said it's ironic it features them. nothing that's actually ironic, and that's the irony yeah. of the song. This is the bizarre thing. I it? guess yeah. is that
3: it's kind of bizarre, but probably not bizarre enough to be a song. Because yeah. like, if you're writing a song called How Bizarre, I feel like you'd go super- hog. Ho. Yeah, you would. You know, you, you, would like,
1: <laughs> if the, if this actually if this happened to the two of them, then they could have embellished the truth. They could have said that like the cop was actually like on fire, and who just keeps <laughs> chilling Jesus about it. shit Like, just talking to you and me. On no, but fire. that's that yeah. I-, I would say that's yeah. bizarre. And like, the, the news media were covering the event, and like, like they were ducks, yeah, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> the, 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 and the poster at the service station was actually like a, a man made of a poster, or yeah. Oh,
3: well, yeah. And like, they, d- <laughs> they turned around, the service station wasn't there, it's was just an old man saying, Well, there's never been a service station here in yeah, 12 Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's hard to put into a song, yeah. Uh, well. But- <laughs> It's not impossible to put into a song. No, oh, no, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, you know what? I think that the super New Zealandy nature of it and the incredibly good hook carries you through the fact that the verses are <laughs> retrograde amnesia, not memorable. <laughs> like, uh, it is. So even when you were telling me the things that happened in the song, I had to remember pretty much, I had to remember the lyrics. Yeah. they are not memorable at all. But the hook and the poppy bit is good enough for me. I think, yeah, I, I, I will never not remember... The, oh, it's, the chorus. There's yeah. like there. Are, there's way more things in my life that I should remember that I will never remember. <laughs> well, it's just this, like there's a vocal
2: hook this. and a guitar like hook yeah. and a horn look. Like they're all happening at the same time. It's just like mm. nothing yeah. but these super catchy melodies. Yeah,
3: yeah. And the I mean the, the the harmonica, the descending harmonica. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, is yeah.
1: Just yeah. It's it's one of those things it's that like I, I would love for this to have been an odd tune as part of like a wider success story for a, a cool band in the same way that. Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba is not at all representative of Chumbawamba's sound. Yeah. And it's weird that I had that one hit. But apart from that, they're like an anarcho-punk experimental band. This song sounds like it should be one of those, (laughs) is what I'm saying. Well,
3: maybe it is. I haven't heard anything else by OMC.
1: I looked them up. Oh, okay. Not much else. And also, tragic end to the band. Uh, Oh, really? In uh, 2010, uh, Paulie Fuemana died um, in Auckland after... having a, a chronic degenerative disease Oh yeah so a bit of a sad story there but, yeah. um, you've I, been I got, pretty sick for a while yeah which yeah, is right. obviously a very sad story because I think that you have
0: five this, kids yeah that's hectic because uh, this so could
3: have cool. been like
0: five kids is a lot
3: how many kids <laughs> do you have Adam I've got one <laughs> 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 sorry it's like are you, you're busting out as a father over there well yeah, yeah a little bit You okay. know, honestly dad. honestly, dad you're I mean, disrespecting the dads I don't know how hard it is you're right you're right honestly
1: any more than three kids is hectic because you're going to buy a different car
3: you can't cruise down the street in your Chevy '69 anymore. Yeah, exactly. No cops are stopping you for driving an SUV. Exactly. And sensible people move yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> At
0: number seventy-seven, they're back. It's Soundgarden with burden in my hand.
1: Good slang term for jerking it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. It's like a, like a Christian like preachy way. It's like, ah! how, is that yeah. the burden in your hand? <laughs>
3: burden of your hand. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I shot my love today. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh
1: fuck me. <laughs> There's a
3: theme developing for this season oh, and it's not a good thing. <laughs>
0: 77. that was Soundgarden with Burden in My Hand. You might remember Soundgarden from such hits as pretty much all of the 1994. <laughs> 100, 100. So, Buncher, yeah. you've got a burden in your hands, and that is talking about Soundgarden again.
3: How are we gonna do it, man? Not a burden at all. I <laughs> we all know that I am the Soundgarden <laughs> fan in this room, and it's all to do with how much I absolutely love Chris Cornell. And isn't he just the most Chris? <laughs> he really is Cornell. That Chris Cornell has been on this song, like from, he he, he from the, the Cornell here <laughs> oh, from the goddamn gate. He's just like at ten, and it's wonderful. He's lacerating the sky with those vocals, and it's and it's really really wonderful. But let's zoom in on what's going on with this band because, once again, we are operating in the post-grunge landscape. So we've seen how it's played out for Pearl Jam. We've seen how it's played out for a couple of other post-grunge bands. This is how it's playing out for Soundgarden at this time. There was a bit of tension in the band because we're witnessing a change of style here. Some people didn't think that they should be shifting away from the heavier riffs that they had embodied so clearly in in their music. And a lot of fans a lot of fans also kind of didn't. Think <laughs> that. But I think in terms of what we've what we've looked at a grunge band dealing with the problem of grunge no longer being a thing, this is actually a pretty good result. What they seem to have done is connected back to more of that kind of blues, again, like the back to basics thing we we're talking about where which Pearl Jam were purportedly trying to do as well. I think we see evidence of that here, you know, where Chris describes the song as being a story of uh you know like someone burying uh, their love, who they killed in a fit of jealousy in the desert, right? A bit of a, a bit of a classic blues slash rock trope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He connects it directly to Hey Joe, yeah. the Jimi Hendrix song. It's super so- Hey Joe. Hey, Joe. I
4: heard you your lady down.
3: So yeah, cool. We've got that lineage there for a start. Um, but even like the guitar and the way it, it does embody that kind of bluesiness as opposed to the more the more rocky side of things we've heard from Soundgarden before, you know, it shows a change and I think it's a good change. I think Chris Cornell's vocals work really, really well for that. It's still riffy. It's still rocky. It's very catchy. Um, So I think like that translation works like i think in terms of experiments that you're going to have at this time they they could have done a hell of a lot worse he talks about the entire imagery of the desert coming from the chords themselves and i pay that totally because it really does communicate to me it's almost like breaking bad theme you know Hmm. deserty kind of going on here and i I think it, it that's communicated really really well um i don't think it's just chris kind of talking over that somewhat Look, if you don't like Soundgarden, (laughs) there's no way in hell you're going to like this song. If you don't like that kind of huge, just smash it out, screechy vocals and the big kind of like rock and roll thing, then you're not going to get much here. I like that. Objection, (laughs) Your
0: Honor. I love Soundgarden. Uh I think this song is pretty shit. Really? (laughs) Really? Yeah. I was not a fan. Like, this (laughs) sounds more like one of those vaguely folky, slightly bluesy kind of vaguely inconsequential uh, solo records that Chris Cornell would be putting out later in his career there wasn't enough to kind of keep me going like obviously Cornell tears strips off walls with his vocals as per mm. usual yeah. but yeah that's not enough to get the song across the line for me I found this kind of like it plodding is me. I know <laughs> I know babe I know I but Kyle. I just found I know Jesus <laughs> But you know who I love? Fucking Kim Thale And he's he's a fucking ghost on this record He does fuck all <laughs> Kim Thale being drummer? Uh, Lead guitarist. Oh,
3: right. Okay.
0: No, no, no. The drummer uh, for Soundgarden at this point, to bring it back to Pearl Jam, was Matt Cameron, who would join Pearl Jam in 1998 uh, for their album Yield and has been playing with them ever since. True story. hmm. Happened to a friend of a friend of mine. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) uh, I'm sure I know someone who knows Matt Cameron. You probably do, yeah.
3: (laughs) But no, like I think I think the riffs have got the way it borrows time every now and again that kind of staggery kind of and the descending um hook at the end of the chorus as well. I think that
1: as somebody who's like not a Soundgarden dude, not a sound gardener. It's pretty good standard kind of alt rocky mid-90s grunge. It's got enough of a a step away from like 991 grunge. We've spoken a lot obviously about what grunge bands do post Kurt like what they have yeah. to do to reinvent themselves or still exist as a band. And seeing the changes is always fascinating Like because grunge was kind of, not exclusively, but like kind of the last pre-internet huge genre that existed mm. mainly through traditional media. And seeing bands then have to have a zeitgeisty change into something new as like a culture was really interesting. And this is probably the most straightforward change just into a bit more Accessible Blues Rock Well, no, yeah. it's not, not that it's a Blues Rock song But it's mm. more grounded in that Than the early Soundgarden work And yeah It works what it is Like It's obviously like The Hey Joe of the 90s That exact tone I shot my love today Won't you cry for me Like I'm surprised That would be so explicit Let's draw the comparison Like yeah. I, 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 I would have nipped it in the bud
2: <laughs>
3: It's a fine We've never heard of that yeah. song yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah If it didn't have Cornell I would not even recognise it as
3: Oh it needs Cornell No one's saying that Cornell can't be in this song <laughs> No one is saying that why would you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Andrew, well, come on! Step oh. on a nerve here, apparently.
0: My throat hurts listening yeah. to it. <laughs> oh, every time with Cornell, like the fucking screaming Cochise by Audio Slave. Yeah.
1: My favourite Cornell one is um, in the. Um, The theme to uh, Casino Royale You Know My Name name. The very very ending (laughs) You Know My Name good times and great classic hits
2: <laughs> the homeless young garden probably so yeah, <laughs> yeah like obviously he's a great vocalist and the rest of the song technically is very good um i just i don't know i just i just can't get comfortable listening to it. like so get no pleasure from it so it's fine whatever i'm just not it's, into it, it. it it's like a really well-made chair made of nails it's <laughs> yeah, a lot, like, yeah <laughs> it's like oh i appreciate the craftsmanship
1: cool. yeah
0: it's it's very well made but oh no <laughs> At number 76, this is Space Hog within the meantime. Within the meantime, a couple of years back on the wonderful world of YouTube, uh, someone put together a little ditty called the 90s alt rock vocal hook <laughs> supercut. And it is, as the title would suggest, a mix of wordless choruses and hooks from across the 90s, including Cannonball, The New Pollution. Um, Mrs. Robinson by The <laughs> Lemonhead.
4: <laughs>
0: Queer by Garbage.
5: <laughs>
0: Cut Your Hair by Pavement. <laughs> yeah, a lot of songs that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, one of them is In The Meantime by Space Hog. Because when you think wordless hooks... It don't get much more wordless or hooky than God damn if that one doesn't stick with you. You remember that shit. And so, obviously, Space Hog not a remembered uh, band from the 90s. Like, uh, not, not like one of the big kind of could have been champions or anything like that, but if there has ever been an, oh my God, it's that song <laughs> moment, it is Ridge. when this kicks in, like oh, yeah. in the, in the verses you just like oh yeah, this is kind of cool. And then the chorus kicks in you just like, oh shit. Oh yeah. Probably the
3: most, it's this song moment that i've had yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know i like, said oh, that recently course. but this has trumped it this
0: like is, of course yeah. this got in like of course this was massive you oh, know yeah,
2: honestly i mean i obviously recognize this from the girl talk uh mashup i don't think i knew it before that really yeah really, really? i don't this th- was
0: like a big hit like not it's, for like, me. There they're a one-hit wonder, obviously, yeah, but, like, yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, no, I, thought I think... thought everyone knew this. I think like, it just passed me they by. They wouldn't know it by name, but, like, if you Shazammed it, you'd be like, ah, oh, sick. But, yeah, no, I love this song. They're a weird kind of product of their time, I guess, that kind of post-grunge radio rock mid-'90s deal, which I have a very publicly registered boner for. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> I'm not a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, oh. yeah, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, <it's> always <laughs> yeah, <in> a line. <laughs> <now, Yes. yeah. laughs> <laughs> it's super catchy. I love the the production. I love the dynamics. So very Pixies-esque. That where it kind of you know takes off and builds up. I, vaguely Nirvana-esque in that respect as well. Of course, Nirvana, as is well documented by one Kacey Bain. Just wanted to rip off the pixies. He did it very, very well, don't get me wrong. Um so yeah, very Pixies our song, uh, in in my opinion. Uh in terms of the dynamics of the loud, quiet, loud, etc. And that chorus just fucking hooks for days. Like I yeah. I get into this, I'll bump this shit. But that's just me, you know, being the generic fucking oink oink rock pig that I am. Hey, you weren't the one picking up Soundgarden a second ago. I, I'm, charged. I, I've I think, seen no. Soundgarden twice, actually like, shame me. Them. No, no
2: so I didn't know what that was. Your <laughs> mate. <laughs>
0: I've seen Soundgarden twice. Effort. I love them. I just yeah. thought they fucking lost their way on that record. <laughs> but like, we only literally only have this song to talk about for Space Hog, So speak now forever. Hold your peace, people. Can I go next?
3: Because I really don't know what's going to happen on that side of the room. By I, all means. <laughs> these two guys in front of me. I don't know which way <laughs> it's going to go.
0: Oh, my God. the Wario
3: and Waluigi yeah. of
0: music. I'm going nice. to Win. <laughs> nah. ah.
3: Nice I'm down <laughs> with that <laughs> So what are we? Are we Mario and Luigi then? I'm, I'm obviously PS. Mario
0: <laughs> Oh shit <laughs> I'm the fat one You're the skinny one Obviously we're Mario Luigi. and
1: Luigi Dude he's he's cool now Is he? he? Well, here's the death steer meme from Mario Kart. <laughs> oh true. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you oh. Will, you
0: also win in Mario Party games by doing absolutely nothing. That's true. Let, let's not forget that. Yeah, I'm happy to be the uh, the next episode
3: <laughs> It's the motherfucking <laughs> Luigi. Scowling <laughs> Luigi. Alright. That's that's fine. I think this song is friggin' awesome. I think it's just it's just like massively over-the-top party rock. We're just messing with grammar so hard in the chorus. I love the all, the all of you. Like, I don't have enough love for that.
2: That just harks back to the sort of hippie and glam uh, references in, in the stars of the song.
3: Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, like the, uh, the impersonation of David Bowie. Well, dude loves Bowie. He loves Bowie a lot. <laughs> I love the guys. Johnny Cragg, one of the members of Space Hog, he had a job killing rats before he formed this band. Like Charlie from Always Sunny in like- Philadelphia. <laughs> like Charlie from... Can you imagine I- Charlie singing this? That'd be great.
1: <laughs> I-, I think this is pretty ordinary rock music. Uh, it's not even like... It. But not knew even it. bad. It. It's not even Wah. bad. Wah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the-, the woo-woo hook is obviously insanely catchy. Yeah. But like, in an episode with like more than its fair share of like middle-class white dude rock, it's like, it's really interesting seeing what separates like, not even you're your awesome from you're terrible, just like you're your great from you're okay. Your UMIs from your space hogs.
3: Um, I think it's they're both aiming for very different things.
1: Of course, yeah, but they both still inhabit the same like genre trappings of like like I said, middle class white dude suburban rock music.
3: I think like, that's too big an umbrella.
1: So too too representative umbrella. <laughs> yeah, well.
3: Well, no, I just think like <laughs> that, that. I, I just <laughs> I just think like, you know, like of of course they're both rock and they happen to be performed by white guys. Cool, but like I think that's that's not really a categorization to group that these two different songs. I don't think that does anything because this is mainstream, like as I said, big catchy sing along stadium rock that's designed to get mainstream airplay and just be a throwaway fun sing along chorus. And I think that's what it was aiming to do more than anything else. Whereas Umi is much more conceptual. Yeah, of course, more conceptual, deep. All of those
1: things also all all those labels that you turned big. Like, apart from throwaway but like yeah. big raucous, sing along stadium rock they all apply to Umi as well they're very like this they don't sound similar at all but like they both inhabit that same space of like white dude
3: rock that I think the, the way that... you engage with both of those songs is vastly different though like this this yeah, comes it, on it, the radio yeah. and you sing along and then it's gone whereas like you this sit this one's not telling a story. Yeah, you sit and you listen, you digest the the Umi stuff. I think well, that's what I'm saying though. The, the very it, what, what separates the, very, the great from the forgettable. No, but the very <laughs> nature of the activity of listening is different, I would argue. I, I don't, you. Think, I don't I think you yeah. listen to every song in the same way. And I think you listen to this song in a very different way to, to the way you listen to UMI as an activity. I think we're kind of saying the same thing. I think you I, are. I, I, oh, right, okay. <laughs> I, I'm saying that they're both... <laughs> Me they're, too! They're, they're, <laughs> but I'm saying that because... <laughs> no, that, that, I agree. <laughs> but I think for that reason, it's, it's hard to kind of compare them, really. They're both alternative rock
1: songs. They both inhabit that exact same space of like, this is guitar, bass, drums, vocals, and they uh, hooky, very accessible. Like, it's not challenging or confronting music, either of them. Like, I understand that it's like, that we disagree on the quality of the song. Yeah. Like, I definitely think they're both worthwhile grouping them together in like, this idea of like, middle class rock music. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's pretty okay. Whatever, you know. I'm going hard. (laughs) This is a
2: piece
1: of shit. Look, time.
2: I got a star yeah, while you're to, invulnerable. I'm coming in from 12th. <laughs> I think it's pretty fun though. Like there's very little in the well to go back for, <laughs> but it's fun enough while it's on and the chorus is big and stuff. Um, I don't feel a compulsion to sing along, but it's, you know, like I get it. Like it's, it's big fun and poppy. I like that there's at least an attempt to have different sounds in the verses and stuff like the kind of weird spacey like melodies floating around are kind of nice. I think you can kind of see the strings of it a bit too much. It's a bit rough or like, you know, they're emulating a style that has a lot more nuance and uh, production level, I guess, maybe. Mm. Yeah, like I said, it's weird. I'm not that familiar with it before this. So, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I, I don't hate it. Um, I don't, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, I don't actually it, hate it. It's, it's the
1: pretty ordinary. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I think we
2: all agree it's an ordinary piece of crap. No,
1: yeah. I, think I, think I think
3: it's good. I think it's good fun. I think I have, have <laughs> heaps of fun on this. I'm, I'm siding on good.
0: That's fine. I'm yeah. I'm for you doing that. Cool. That brings us to the end of Mario Kart. I mean, the uh, this episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you very, very much for listening. Thanks to Rainbow Road. Sorry, FBI Click, uh, for having us. Uh, before we get out of here, we are going to pick our favourites and our least favourites from this episode. It's a tough one, but... Oh, I want to tie it between you and mine and Whitlam's it's a tough <laughs> fucking call man probably Soldiers I'm going to go with Soldiers for my favourite and Soundgarden for my least favourite
1: I will uh, also say you and my Soldiers for my favourite but Whitlam's was a lovely time to be here as well obviously and least favourite I'm probably going to have to give it to song.
2: I'm going to give it to Soldiers as well I think but this will probably be the last time I pass up any Whitlam song for the favourite of an yeah, episode yeah fair fair um, even if it's they don't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Fair> yeah <before. laughs> next episode Whitlam's uh, and Sound. Garden for least favorite.
3: I'm gonna go uh, my favorite soldiers as well. And hey! OMC hey. was my least favorite. It wasn't bizarre enough. Which oh. in itself. is are yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Is, it's, it's no, not really. <laughs> Change the result. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I demand a recount. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is gonna do it for us for another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. On behalf of Waluigi. Thank you. Wario. Yep. And Luigi. Good evening. My name is Super Mario. Keep music. oh Let's go!